0: hey guys today we're talking about uh some more civil liberties uh we're going through selective incorporation we'll talk about uh due process the right of the accused and uh we'll wrap up civil liberties with the right to privacy uh today so if you have been listening you know that just doing short little blurbs on some of the college board topics uh that are outlined for us Um, if this is the first time you're listening or this is the first episode you're listening to then uh, just understand that not doing all of them at once, just doing a couple little things each time from uh, different units. Um, if you follow the, the college board guideline, this is unit three. Civil liberty stuff is. If you were in my class, this was unit five. All right. So we're going to pick up today with Selective Incorporation and then uh, due process and your uh, rights of the accused. Don't ever be an accused one if you can help it. And then uh, the right to privacy. All right. So Selective Incorporation. The the bottom line about selective incorporation is this is something where basically states don't want to enforce some of the Bill of Rights <clears throat> and some of the rights that we are guaranteed um, through the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, uh, and some other places. OK, uh, it started way back in 1833, maybe Barron versus Baltimore. Uh, Barron had owned some harbor front territory uh the city of baltimore came in and dredged basically and and a lot of the the stuff ended up in front of Barron's harbor and instead of being able to get ships in there and things like that uh he his his deep water harbor became a shallow water harbor basically and uh, he sues you know the fifth amendment protects you from eminent domain where the they they can't come the government can't come in and just you take your property and things like that. And that's what he used to argue for. And uh, the, the city said, nah, we don't have to do that. So that Bill of Rights, that thing you're quoting, that thing you're citing, that applies to the federal government. It doesn't apply to us at the state level. All right. And uh, the, the courts backed them up. All right. So the, the, they weren't forced to, to do anything. Not until 1925 is a court case going to really begin to make states um, enforce Get Low versus New York. These aren't required cases, they're not ones you got to know. <clears throat> But I think it helps to give you some background uh, as to where the selective incorporation comes from. Uh, it's also going to reference the 14th Amendment and the due process, due process clause as a part of the 14th Amendment when the 14th Amendment was passed back in the 1860s. But really, not till the 1920s, 1925, I believe is when Gitlow versus New York is passed or uh, is, is heard and ruled on, uh, do the, the the courts really start to, to force states to, to enforce. These laws. So, selective incorporation is just kind of the case by case basis of trying to make states enforce the Bill of Rights and be sure that everything uh, that we are supposed to get as citizens uh, is guaranteed to us. Okay. Um, So, basically, states cannot pass laws that restrict the rights enshrined in the Constitution, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and those things apply to the state level and not just to the, um, the federal level, okay? Now, within Selective Incorporation, there is a case you do have to know. It's a required one. It's Chicago versus McDonald. So if you've listened to a previous uh, episode, we talked about it with the, um, the Second Amendment, but it's not a required case for the Second Amendment. It is a required case for Selective Incorporation. Uh, Chicago versus McDonald. It happened after D.C. versus Heller, which we talked about on the Second Amendment podcast. Um, <clears throat> Chicago versus McDonald happened because there was Chicago gun laws, city gun laws on the book since the 1980s that said you can't own a handgun or restricted the on- ownership of a handgun. <clears throat> and the argument was Bill of Rights doesn't apply. and No one really challenged it until after D.C. versus Heller happened, where Washington, D.C.'s gun laws were, were kind of overturned and... Um, and the second amendment was cited there. And so Chicago versus McDonald is going to do the same thing. It's going to say city of Chicago, your gun laws, your gun bans, uh, aren't, aren't okay. They restrict the second amendment. Um, you have to, you, you, you have to overturn them. Okay. So at the heart of it, that's what Chicago versus McDonald is about. Selective incorporation case. So that's why we didn't talk about it as a required case on the second amendment. um, um Portion of our uh, of our series because it's a required court case for less selective incorporation. So just keep that in mind. Uh, now, can you still reference it if you get something about the Second Amendment as as an FRQ or something like that? Sure, you, you're more you can do that. Uh, but just understand that it's probably going to be more geared toward a selective incorporation thing. Okay. Next topic is the due process and the rights of the accused. So due process is a part of the Fourteenth Amendment. Due process is all those things that come. When you are arrested, basically they cannot, when I say they, the government, uh, cannot take away your life, liberty and pursuit of happiness. All right. Without due process. What is due process? Uh, It's all those things. the Right to lawyer, the right to see a judge, a speedy trial, all those things that come when you are accused. Okay. Um, And so the amendments that really deal with this are going to be the Fifth and Sixth Amendment, a little bit of the Fourth Amendment. So we'll talk about those. uh, And there is a required court case from here also. Okay, so the Fifth Amendment is the big one. This is where the Miranda rights come from. Now, the Miranda versus Arizona is not a required case, so you don't necessarily have to know that, uh, but most people probably do. Uh, that's where Miranda was accused of attacking and raping a woman. He, he admitted it, used the conviction to convict him. He found out later, I didn't have to talk to the police, and so that's where he uh, appealed from. But the Fifth Amendment, you know, protects you from a couple things, double jeopardy, uh, no Uh, You don't have to incriminate, self-incriminate yourself. Um, And so those things um, are all parts of the Fifth Amendment. Uh, The random one that's kind of thrown in there is the the eminent domain where the government can and is able uh, to take your property. Okay, Um, but the Fifth Amendment, for our purposes today, uh, you need to understand that it is applied to the rights of people accused of crimes. Okay, Uh, the Sixth Amendment. Uh, That comes with the the right to legal counsel, speedy public trial an impartial jury uh, and those things. All right. Uh, So once again, um, weighing, you know, your rights as an accused person, giving you all this due process. uh, It's a a fine line that the government has to walk uh, when they when they do arrest you. Okay, once again, don't get arrested. Uh, As far as the Fourth Amendment goes, uh, that is protection against a warrantless search. So They can't come in and just search and seize you. Remember, they have to have three things or possibly three things that could get them and allow them to search you. Uh, The first one is a warrant. If they go and get a warrant, then they can uh, come in and search wherever it says on the warrant. Uh, They can have probable calls. Remember, probable calls means they have to be somewhere where they have a right to be. They can't just be, you know, peeking in your third story window on a ladder. That's not somewhere they have a right to be. Uh, But if they're walking down the sidewalk and they can see inside your house and they see something happening, they can go in and then they can have your permission. Okay. Uh, So all those things uh, could be things that allow them to come in and search you. Okay. Your cell phones are protected nowadays uh, against warrantless searches. They can't make you do that. They have to get a warrant uh, to do that. All right, um, and then uh, the court case, the required court case you got to know from this part is the Gideon versus Wainwright. I do want to talk about another one though in just a second. So Gideon versus Wainwright, real quick. Uh, this is sometimes you might see this the Pauper case. Basically, Gideon uh, was accused of, of breaking into a place. Uh, he was not given a an attorney because he couldn't afford one, and they only gave attorneys to felony cases. His was a misdemeanor. So he was uh, convicted. He appealed based on the fact that he should have got a lawyer, he says. And the Supreme Court is going to agree with him, them, him uh, that everybody gets a lawyer. So uh, at this point, if you're ever arrested, ask for a lawyer. You're going to get one. Don't get arrested, though. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is the exclusionary rule. This means that legally obtained evidence cannot be used against you. So if they come into your house without a warrant, without your permission, without probable cause, and they find something, That's going to be illegally obtained evidence. Okay, I'm not going to try and get into all the what ifs that always get asked in class. Well, what if this happens? What if just if it's illegally obtained? They don't have that warrant. They don't have that probable cause. They don't have your permission permission to search you. That is illegally obtained evidence and they cannot use it against you. That is the exclusionary rule. Okay, so don't get it mixed up with the establishment clause. All parts of the amendments. uh, But the exclusionary rule is tied to the Fourth Amendment. It protects us once again from unreasonable uh, searches and seizures, and it will uh, stop you from being having evidence that they get as illegally obtained against you. Okay, the case that goes with that—it's not a required case—I I, kind of think it's an important one, and I, you need to know it probably—is uh, Map M A P P versus Ohio. Um, in that case, uh, Map Dolores Map was um, the cop showed up wanting to search her house for an escaped convict. She said no. They came back with a flimsy little piece of paper. No one thinks it's a warrant because it never turned up again. And they go in and search her house. They find some other, stain, th- other things, some drug paraphernalia, <clears throat> and some other stuff. And they arrest her. The argument is, well, if you had, if you you know, you shouldn't have been there. You shouldn't have been in my house. You didn't have a warrant, or like that. And the, the courts are going to rule r- rule in her favor, and that eventually creates the exclusionary rule. Okay. Last little bit there is the due process and the right to privacy. Uh, This gets tied to the Fourth Amendment. Now, remember, the right to privacy is not in the Constitution. It is not stated in the Fourth Amendment. It's not stated in the Constitution where you don't have that right guaranteed to you from the Constitution. It is something that was interpreted by the courts. Okay, uh, when they had excuse me. The uh, the Roe versus Wade case and the Roe versus Wade case is a required case. So We'll talk about that specifically in just a moment. All right. Uh, but they have used the Fourth Amendment, the due process clause uh, to say you can't have, you shouldn't. You do have the right to privacy. Sorry, I got mixed up for just a second there. OK, uh, Roe versus Wade. Like I said, that was the first case. And this is the one you got to know is the first case uh, that really extended this right to. Uh, And it dealt with abortion. Okay, women's right to have an abortion. Basically, uh, Roe was pregnant, wanted to have an abortion. It was illegal in Texas, as it was in most other states. And she is going to appeal to the Supreme Court uh, for this. And eventually, like we've said, they're going to interpret the Fourth Amendment, the due process clause as, hey, you have a right to privacy. Okay, you do have a right to privacy. And that goes with the the woman's choice uh, to have an abortion. Alrighty, And so that's kind of where we're at. That was in 1973. And you know, we've had uh, basically that interpretation uh, for a while now. OK. All right. So there is our quick thing. I'm running out of time. I'm getting to my 12 minute limit. So, um, you know, if you want more details, I uh, feel free to come talk to me about any of these things. We can talk about them. There's obviously more uh nuances and all these court cases and in all these sorts of things. So, uh, come talk to me or find me, uh, online, email me, uh, you can follow the, the Twitter. Um, it's Kate Daniels, AP gov. Uh, I'll be releasing some, some more information on those things and you can contact me there if you need to, to, to have questions or whatever you want to do. Okay. Hope all's well. Take care. That ends our civil liberty stuff.